you can lay a crown at his feet. Don't ever think you've got nothing to lay at his feet. Your time, your talents, your treasures are crowns that God has given you, so to speak, while here on earth. Open your Bible, please, to Revelation chapter number 4. We're going to be looking mainly in this chapter this morning. Today is, as you know, a very special day in the life of our church. We have a few special days in the year, and this is definitely one of them. Well, it's the first one, going by the calendar. It's a day that we formally present ourselves to the Lord in love and obedience. We do this so that we can consecrate dedicate our lives to live for Jesus throughout the year. Now, the word consecration simply means to bring yourself to God and to place yourself in his hands for his glory. It's not a decision that we make lightly. It's something that we do prayerfully. It's a serious commitment of our lives to the Lord. But I, I, I'll tell you this. It's one of the best things you can ever do as a Christian man or woman. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Our loving Father, our hearts have definitely been touched in the singing and the proceedings of the service thus far. Lord, please open our hearts that we would understand a little more about consecrating ourselves. Meet with us now, Holy Spirit of God. Make it plain and simple. Make it real. Keep your hedge of protection around us. The devil doesn't want us doing this kind of church business, this spiritual activity. It's displeasing to him. Well, that's good. Lord, help us to continue on and to consecrate ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in this chapter 4, we've been introduced here to 24 elders in verse 10. If you look back, please, at verse 4 of the same chapter, we see them here, and round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And so many people naturally ask, well, who are these people? Who are these 24 people? Some theologians speculate that these 24 represent the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles. So they try and get the Old Testament, the New Testament in there to make up the 24. That might be true. We, we can't say for sure. But if you turn to chapter 5 and look, please, at verses 8 and 9, here they are speaking. Verse 8, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, that's Jesus, by the way, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Watch this. Out of every kindred, and tongue, and people, and nation. And so here it suggests in these verses that the four and twenty elders 
were redeemed out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. We don't know for 100% sure the identities of these 24 elders. We're not told. It's not given to us. But one thing we do know is that they're people. They're not angels. They're people. And if you go back to chapter 4, verse 4, notice at the very end of the verse, it said that they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now, the next question is, what are these crowns? Okay, we've looked at these 24 elders. We have maybe some idea who they might be. But what are these crowns? What is a crown? A crown is an ornament of display. Uh, It is um, a public display of honor. It's often a symbol of some sort of authority as well. Now, crowns are usually made out of very expensive materials, gold and silver and diamonds and things like that. Uh, Queen Elizabeth's crown, for example, um, it was made out of gold, silver, and platinum. It was decorated with 2,868 diamonds. It had 273 pearls. It had 17 sapphires. It had 11 emeralds. And it had five rubies. Did you know rubies are more expensive than diamonds? There's no official record of how much Queen Elizabeth's crown was worth, but it was probably in the billions of dollars. Not just for the materials that were in it, but also for on whose head it sat. Like if you had something that belonged to Elvis Presley, it would be worth more than if, say, it belonged to me, right? You'd sell it on eBay for millions. Yeah, If it was mine, you'd have to pay millions to get rid of it. <laughs> but the crown, very expensive. Now, King Charles is officially the king, but he has not yet been crowned. That's going to happen in May of this year. And so we don't know what the... Uh, all of the the crown is going to look like, but I've read where they're going to use St. Edward's crown. That goes back to like the 1500s or something like that. Now that we have a picture of. Put that up, would you please? There's a picture there of uh, St. Edward's uh, crown. That's worth probably in the billions as well. You know, there are armed guards who watch over the crown jewels day and night. Did you know that? Some of the greatest security features in the world are over the rooms that protect the crown jewels. King Charles received his crown by right of inheritance. That's how he got a crown. Well, how come he gets a crown and I don't? By right of inheritance, being the queen's son, first and oldest son, he's the next in line. And so by right of inheritance, that's how he got his crown. But um, these 24 elders, how did they get their crown? Did they get it by some kind of divine right of inheritance? I don't think so. In the Bible days, Olympic winners were given these wreathed crowns. They, weren't, they didn't look like the St. Edwardian crown. It, it was more of a wreathed idea and they were given it to show victory in games 
You know, sometimes we Christians, we think when we get to heaven, boy, I'm going to wear a crown. Will you? You're not going to just be automatically handed a crown just because you go to heaven. The kind of crowns that God hands out are like the crowns they gave out in Bible days. They gave crowns for victories. The Bible teaches us that there are five different reward crowns that God will give out when we get to heaven. One of them is for being a good witness for the Lord Jesus and letting your light shine. Another crown is for taking care of the body. So that means being careful what you put in the body, being careful how you clothe the body, being careful what you do with it. You are a, a caretaker of your body. You're like the maintenance person of your body. And if you do a good job, God will give you a crown for looking after that body. If you just let your body go to the dogs, you're not going to get a crown. You're going to miss out. Sad, isn't it? The crowns that these 24 elders got were because of victories. Victories won in life. Of course, there are some Christians who say that they're not interested in a crown. It may sound pious. Oh, you know, I, I just serve the Lord. I, I'm not interested in a crown. I just do it because I love Jesus. And you know, they're really hurting God. They're hurting God when they say that because it's going to give God great joy to be able to hand out a crown. To be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and to hand out a crown. It's a great joy for God. And to just not care about that, is, that's not right. Um, about, I don't know, 25 or 30 years ago in our last church in Ottawa, we had this little old lady that was attending our services. And this, this little old lady always seemed to walk around with a dark cloud over her head. Hi, how are you? Not good. You know that type? Say, boy, it's a beautiful day today. Yeah, give it time. She was one of those. And we tried for a long time to include her into the warmth of our fellowship of our little church in Ottawa. But this was the way she was. So this one particular Christmas, I mean, we were a poor church. We really did not have anywhere near the blessings that we have here in Grace Baptist Church. We were poor. And so for Christmas, we thought, we'll go to the dollar store and we'll get some gifts. And it was a small church and everyone picked up dollar store gifts so that we could give, you know, little dollar store gifts one to another at Christmas. And so we would wrap them up. And she was there and she, she didn't bring any gift. So we thought, oh, it's Christmas. We'll give her a gift. So we gave her one. And here's what she did. She opened it up and she looked at it and she said, look at that. What do I want that for? I can't use that. Here, you take it. Give it to someone else. And she did that. And all of a sudden, everyone could see that she was nothing but a grumpy old lady. Talk about shooting yourself in the foot. She alienated herself from the closeness. Our Heavenly Father has some very special crowns 
that he wants to give us. And for any Christian to say, well, I'm not interested. I, what am I going to do with a crown? Eh? What do I, what, I need money here on earth. I don't need a crown up in heaven. You know, for any born again man or woman to even think that way, that's not right, folks. We are definitely wonky somewhere. God wants to give us crowns for living our lives for Jesus Christ. That's the bottom line. You'll get your crown if you live for Jesus. Um, if we're concentrating too much on this world, you know, I got to get the raise. I got to get the. Uh, um, I got to get that corner office. I've got to. I got to get this brand new. This. I got to get one of those. I've got to get two of these over here. Man, I can hardly wait until Christmas bonus time comes in. Boy, I can hardly wait. You know, until Uncle Zeke dies because then I'm in the inheritance. I'll get you know a slice of dough or something. If our eyes are too much on this world, we're going to disqualify ourselves for a crown in heaven. It's not going to happen. We have to realize, folks, we are closer now to heaven than we've ever been in our lives. And some of us are younger and some of us are older, but the truth is the same for every one of us. We are closer now to eternity than we've ever been. And eternity for us could begin today. If Jesus were to come back for us, he didn't come back in 2022. Did you notice that? He might come back in 2023. So we need to be conscious of that. Tell me. Well, actually, don't tell me. How often do you think of the Lord's coming in your daily life? Week by week, day by day. How often are you thinking, boy, Jesus could come this week. He could come today. Boy, I want to be ready. Jesus could come any minute. How often do you find yourself thinking like that? Once every six months? <laughs> That's a good question. Because Jesus could come at any moment. If we are living our lives for his imminent coming, there's a crown, there's a reward for you and for I. That's going to make our Lord very, very happy. The 24 elders all saw the value of consecrating themselves to the Lord. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been sitting there in those 24 seats. Now, they're called elders. It doesn't mean that they were over 100 years of age. It doesn't mean that. It means that they were mature, spiritually mature. They weren't infant Christians, still spiritually thumb-sucking and just thinking about the things around them. What's, what, how is it going to benefit me? Me, me. You know, that is a, a big line in the sand. When, when a person becomes a Christian, usually they're still thinking about themselves. And it takes some time, Bible reading and prayer, church attending. It takes some time for them to grow and mature and start realizing they're not the only one in the world. There are others as they start to minister to others and pray for others and live for others, they start showing their maturity. That's why these ones are elders. They consecrated themselves to God while here on earth. And when they got to heaven, God took great joy and delight in rewarding them with a chair close to his and a crown. I don't know. Do you think that the Heavenly Father wears a crown? He might. But he certainly gave crowns to these 24 elders. But now I want you to see something. 
What are they going to do with the crowns? And some Christians that say, like that little old lady in our last church, oh, what do I want that for? I can't use that. Here, you take it. Give it to someone else. Before you go saying that about a crown, let's look and see what the elders did with theirs. And we'll look at verse 10. Four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And here's what they did with their crowns. Read it out loud with me, please. These words. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying. And then we won't read verse 11, but that's what they did with their crowns. They gave their crowns back to God as a gift. Tell me, are you going to have a crown to give to God when you get to heaven? Or are you going to be looking at others with their crowns and, I don't have a crown. And why didn't you get a crown? Well, there's only one reason why you didn't get a crown. is You didn't live for Jesus here on earth. If you think that living for Jesus means coming to church once a year, I think you're wrong. Unless you're, you've got some kind of physical challenge where you can only possibly get out of the house once a year and so you use that one day for the Lord that might be a possibility but as a rule of thumb I think we can get to church a lot more often than once a year we'll get a crown if we'll live for Jesus that's sort of the bottom line I can't imagine what it would be like going to heaven and having nothing to give to God He's done so much for us, hasn't he? Did you know that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh from above? Did you know that? Everything, everything in your life and mine, everything that you would count good comes from God. He gave it to you. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but we see the importance of having a crown in heaven. It's important that we go to heaven and receive a crown so that we can give to him. You get to heaven, you're not going to have that job you've got anymore. Maybe someone's saying hallelujah. But you're not going to have that cash flow. You're not going to be able to, to give him a tithe. The things of earth are, are gone for you. Heaven is brand new. What are you going to have? What are you going to give to God in heaven? Here, you have an opportunity to get a crown. This is the whole essence of love and worship, is giving. For God so loved the world that he, what? Gave his only begotten son. That's the essence of love, is giving. And so you need a crown when you get to heaven to give to God. That's what the 24 elders did. Boy, they knew what they were doing too. You know, back in Exodus chapter 21, when a man had a slave and he had a, a good relationship with that slave and the slave loved his master, but the day comes where he gets an opportunity to be free. But if the slave loved his master so much, he said, I don't want, to, I don't want my freedom. I want to stay with my master. He's the best master in the whole world. He, he's like my best friend. He's my protector. Anything I could want. 
is found in my master. I don't want to leave him. And so what he would do, and this is found in Exodus 21, is he, he would go, this was a public ceremony, they would go to the, the post of the, the door and they would put a hole in his ear. Now, maybe you're thinking of a tiny little stud, you know, some tiny little hole. No, I think they would put a, a hole. Maybe you could put your finger through it. They would put a hole because it was a public sign that he has dedicated himself. He's given himself back to his master for life. That's what that meant. So if you saw a slave and he had a hole in his ear, you knew that that guy had a fantastic master. You knew that, that they had a great relationship. And he willingly gave himself to his master. That kind of picture is consecration. Now we're not talking about getting your ears pierced. We're not talking about anyone coming forward and, you know, bang a hole in your ear. No, no. You give your heart. Figuratively. You give your heart to the Lord. That's what God is looking for. Another example of love and consecration is found in the Old Testament story of Ruth. Ruth was a wonderful, wonderful gal. Her mother, Naomi, had some problems. But she loved her mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth's husband died. And so Naomi's going back to Israel. Ruth wants to follow her. Do you remember this? And in chapter 1, Ruth said these words, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. Thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Incredible. Incredible love and devotion. And so, we too, today, we too need to bow before God and consecrate ourselves to Him at the beginning of this new year, 2023. I can guarantee you that most of the world, there's 8 billion people in the world, most all of the world is not doing that. Only a minority of the world is doing that at the beginning of 2023. Not all Christians are doing that. A percentage of born-again men and women are doing that. I wish every Christian did that. In fact, I wish everyone in the world did that. Do we have nothing to lay at God's feet today? I mean, do we have to wait to heaven to be able to put something before the Lord? We'll cast our crown. We get a crown. We, we give that to the Lord. We lay that at his feet. Do we have to wait to heaven to do that? And I think the answer is no. I'd like to invite you to turn back to the book of Psalms. That's around the middle of the Bible. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Let's go there together. Psalm 103. Folks, you folks watching online, God bless you. You go to Psalm 103 with us. Psalm 103. This is a wonderful psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. 
You get down here to verse number 4. Now I want you to read verse 4 out loud together with me. Psalm 103 verse 4 out loud. Let's read. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. And so in heaven, if we've been living for Jesus, God will crown us in heaven. But what about here on earth? Yes. God does crown us only in other ways. We do have crowns on earth that we can lay at his feet. We really do have something we can give back to God. You see, what are these loving kindnesses? What are these mercies that God has given us? Let me name a few. One, of course, is the greatest one is salvation and a home in heaven. We know that. But also, your church family is a blessing to you from God. You don't have to be here. But it's the grace of God that led you here. Do you have a Bible? That's a gift from God. You, my friend, have the Holy Spirit living inside you if you are born again. That is an amazing gift. You have health. Don't tell me you have no health. You have health. You think you have no health? You need to come with me down to the funeral parlor. I'll introduce you to a few people that have no health. You have health. That's a gift from God. Like a crown that you can lay at his feet. How about a family? How about a home? A place you can hang your hat and park your feet. How about food and clothing? How about toys? How about medical and dental benefits? Not everyone in the world has those. You got them. How about schooling? How about a job? A career? How about a car? How about a certain amount of financial wealth? Maybe you don't have as much as Elon Musk. I'll tell you something. Elon Musk doesn't even have as much as Elon Musk. <laughs> he lost. He's the only person in history to lose $200 billion. Did you know that? Yeah. He's worth about $147 billion now. He used to be worth $347 billion. He lost. First person in history to lose $200 billion. Well, I'm glad I don't have that problem. But I do have a certain amount of wealth. I do have a certain amount of health. I do have a car. I do have a home. I do have other things. Toys, blessings, trinkets. Blessing after blessing keeps on following me. You sang it. These are things that God has crowned you with. You can lay a crown at his feet. Don't ever think you've got nothing to lay at his feet. Your time, your talents... Your treasures are crowns that God has given you, so to speak, while here on earth. And by living for Jesus, by living for Jesus, you'll get another crown in heaven. We do have something to lay at his feet, all of us. And that's what Consecration Sunday is all about, is recognizing that God loves you so much. God is so good that every good thing you have, you have because God said you may have it. 
That's why you've got it. You have it. Family, health, friends, clothing, schooling, a job. You've got a reputation. You've got maybe a car sitting in the driveway or maybe parked out in the parking lot. You have blessing after blessing because God has allowed you to have it. That is the truth, my friend. That is the truth. And so we need to lovingly, humbly submit ourselves to God. There's a touching story about a poor single mother many, many, many years ago. And she wanted her boy to be able to go to college. She wanted him to have a good education so that he could do well. And this little lady, she worked two and three jobs, working long hours so she could raise the money to help put him through college. And after four years of college, sure enough, he graduated. And as he walked across the platform that day and received his diploma, he left the platform and walked down to where his mother was sitting and he leaned over and, and kissed her on the forehead and put his diploma in her hands and said, Mom, this really belongs to you. I couldn't have gotten it if you hadn't done for me what you did. Everything you have, it's because God has allowed you to have it. That is the truth. Well, Revelation chapter 4 In verse number 10, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, now read out loud verse 11 with me, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Being born again means that you have the, the joy of constant access to God. That's what, it, that's what it results in. But by carefully following Jesus Christ every day, you can know that you are applying your life to the very best principle, the very best cause. You're living for Jesus. You can apply your life with full assurance that you're doing what matters the most. Cars rust out. They get towed away to the junkyard. Homes get broken into and possessions get stolen. Friends sometimes move away, pass away, or decide they don't like us anymore. Health can deteriorate and leave us to the point where we're saying, boy, I remember the days when I used to be able to. But you live for Jesus Christ. You will never be ashamed. You, will ha you, will, you more than anyone else, We'll be looking forward to heaven. You'll have more to look forward to heaven than others by living your life for Jesus Christ. You see, folks, the truth is we get into trouble. You and I, we get ourselves into trouble when we start forgetting 
that everything we have is a gift from God. Every little thing, everything is given to us by God. And we forget that, that's when we start getting ourselves into trouble. And so I want to encourage you to do the right thing today and consecrate yourself to the Lord. In just a moment, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar and get on your knees if you're physically able. If you have knees and you're able to bend them, to get on your knees, humble yourself before the Lord today. You see, now is your opportunity. Now is your big chance to start 2023 right. And for the rest of the year, we're going to live for Jesus. That's going to make all the difference. That's going to change some decisions. That's going to correct some faults. That's going to open the windows of heaven even more as we consecrate ourselves. The pastors and deacons have consecrated themselves to the Lord today. Will you consecrate yourself to the Lord? I'd like to ask you to stand to your feet right now if you would do that. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.